All right, guys, welcome back to the Buck Fever podcast. We have once again failed to bring you a guest this week. I apologize for that. Um, we, we do have some in the works, so I can promise you over the next two weeks, at least one guest is going to work out. But I, I have faith that both of them will. We have two podcasts scheduled with guests. Both of them are new. We've never had them on before. One is more related to fishing. The other one's more related to archery. So we've got some good stuff coming down the pipeline. Just stick with us here. We do appreciate you guys listening. But you're back for another classic episode with me and Jake. So, Jake, how you doing, buddy? Good, good. How are you? Not too bad. I just got back a couple days ago from a, a big fishing trip up north. So still kind of riding the wave of that a little bit. How was that? I seen you guys caught some fish. Yeah, we caught plenty of them. You know, Gabby made a a post on Instagram, and I think she posted like the three smallest fish that I caught the whole weekend. So I don't know what's up with that, <laughs> but um, no, it, we we always go up there, try and get up there once a year. My grandparents have a a place up there, and um, that lake is a great lake. I can catch more fish there than any other lake i've ever fished i've got a specific lure that seems to only work at that lake but for whatever reason like it's it's just money i think i only took it off my pole twice out of four days fishing there and it caught basically just as many fish as anything anybody else was throwing so um it's it's kind of a good lake for me to catch some fish but it's not exactly full of giants or anything it's just kind of one of those where you can have have a good time you know get some get some action get some fish in the boat so it was just good to get up there and relax a little bit we did catch a a couple of bass that were a decent size so um you know we got at least a a decent thumbnail and we'll have a we'll have a fun little video coming out with that one too we did get some really cool drone footage as well um you know we mostly fish for bass in northern but we, we did a little bit of trolling where we could obviously catch those or walleye or whatever and we did end up catching one bass and one northern while we were trolling but uh got the drone up there for that so i could kind of follow that around and follow it in as um as ben caught a northern on on one of the boards and had the drone up a a couple other times too to get some cool shots so it should be a little bit different than some of the other fishing videos that we've had out there too a, a little bit um more produced more going on there so i'm excited for it it'll be a good video and uh probably the the last fishing that anybody's gonna see from us for the year i would think we're kind of getting down to crunch time on deer hunting and and food plots specifically right i mean sounds like you guys had a good trip and i i can confirm that that lure that catches all the fish up north does not catch them down by your place yeah, hundred percent. The trip we took a couple of weeks ago, it it did not. That is the definition of catching on that lake only, because that thing was about as good as dirt. Oh yeah, it was a complete dud. But I'm telling you, on that lake, you see it in the video. Every single I fish. I believe. It. I mean, I believe it. I don't think I caught a single fish. In fact, I am positive that I did not catch a single fish on any other lure. And legend has it they don't sell this lure anymore, right? They do not. I mean, I can't, I can't find it. Which, 
you know, we're, we're this year we're going to throw some fertilizer on our food plots. We've kind of done more of like the poor man's plot um, and had pretty good luck with it. It's really good soil over there. So it's not like we need a ton of fertilizer, but the type that's always recommended on the bag is triple 19. And I swear to God, there's maybe one or two places in the state of Wisconsin that carries that. And you can't ship it, can you? Well, you can ship it, but it's going to cost you like five or 600 bucks. Because it's fertilizer? Well, because it's heavy. You know, you need like 200, 300 pounds of it. So. Oh, so you're saying it's just like the. It's not liquid form. It's more like uh, your pel- your powdery, like um. Yeah, it's like uh, like the lime. It's it's like the granules, and it's you know forty fifty pound bags or whatever. So the shipping costs on that is insane because it's so heavy. So those boxes are just crazy and they take up a lot of space. So literally, it it'll be you know two three hundred bucks for the fertilizer, and then another five or six hundred on top of that to ship it, and. Sure. It's like, uh, so I'm just doing all kinds of research for it. I could find, you could find that fertilizer on every street corner in Michigan. It's everywhere. They sell that at the dollar store. But in Wisconsin, I, I literally could not find it. Now, I'm sure if you went to like one of the local co-ops, they probably have it. And it's just not online because a lot of those places don't have a website. Right. But. I, I didn't want to like just drive around from place to place trying to find it, hoping to find it and like just really having no idea without being able to look them up. But maybe the only place in the state of Wisconsin that advertises that they sell the triple 19 fertilizer online is one of the, one of the stores in Hayward, Wisconsin, which is where we just were. Um, for our fishing trip. So, yeah, so I had found that. um, I I discovered that like a week or two before we went. And so I was like, okay, this is is what we're going to do for sure. We're going to just order ahead, get a couple bags secured, and we'll go pick it up. And luckily all of that worked out. But the moral of the story is I probably spent like legitimately 20 or 30 hours on my computer trying to find where this where I could get this fertilizer and I would say that if I spent an equal amount of time trying to find this lure I don't know if I could find it I've looked all over the place where so there's where's the other spots you can is there anything close to home or just up in Hayward is the closest you could find that was literally the only place I could find really yes it's crazy so, did you say Michigan or Minnesota they have it? I saw a lot of stuff online in Michigan. Like the UP, or do we got to go across the lake? I think just across the lake. I think it's kind of all over over there, and I don't know why it's so prevalent over there. I mean, my grandpa was a farmer for decades, and I asked him, like, what, why on every single bag of food plot seed does it say you need the triple 19? Why not triple 10 or triple 13 or whatever? Like, cause that stuff I, I can get at the fleet farm. That's two minutes from my house. And right. he's like, I, I don't know. It's not like anything super special. I, I don't know why it has to I be mean, the triple I could, 19. 
I'm sure if you use like a different type and not triple 19, I'm sure it would still work. Right. You know, decently well for what you want it to, but uh, yeah, triple 19, I guess is the, is superior. It's just weird that that's the one that's advertised on all of the, the bags or boxes of food plots, whatever you buy, I'm almost guaranteeing that it'll say, you know, spread 150 pounds per acre of the triple 19. And yet you can't find like anywhere to buy it. So I, I don't know, but we, we made it happen. We ended up getting our hands on some, we probably got more than we need. So hopefully that'll carry into next year if we need it. But yeah, it was a struggle trying to get some of that. You said 150 pounds per acre is what they recommend. That's what they recommend. Yeah. So how many bags did you guys get? Well, of course they sell it in 40 pound bags instead of 50, which is goofy, but we got four bags. So we've got roughly 160 pounds. So, you know, roughly enough for an acre, which I figure we, the food plot we have is probably only half an acre. Right. So I, I think I know we're going to have for sure enough, probably more than enough, but I don't know. I'm excited about that. You know, we limed them all too. And they say you got to lime them and have the pH balanced. Otherwise it doesn't matter if you spread fertilizer because they won't take that up from the nutrients. They won't take up the nutrients anyways, if the pH isn't balanced. So you got to start there and then fertilize and then plant and then maybe fertilize again after it's been growing for three or four weeks. So I don't know. We've we've pretty much just thrown the seed in the ground and hope for the best, and it's done pretty well up to this point. So I'm hoping that this year it's going to be above and beyond with all the extra stuff that we've put in to try and make sure it's going to be like really really good. So, how much does one of these bags run you? I want to say it's thirty bucks. Oh, not horrible. I was thinking like fifty or something. I mean, still. 120 bucks but still right it's it's not horrible i mean it's just it gets to be expensive and it's a lot of work that's why we've never really done it before because like all that lime we had 60 60 bags of lime 50 pound bags each and we just spread them all by hand yeah and those are like what five bucks pop they were like 370 or something yeah so like but still, when you add it all up, like it, it ended up being <laughs> quite a bit of money, a couple hundred bucks, and then the work that it takes to get those all spread by hand, you know, and then the fertilizer will be nice because we can just put that, it's granular, it's not the powder, so we can put it in a seed spreader and throw it out there, so that won't take long at all, but still, you know, the investment on it. and No, we were we got the same thing, we're just between me dad and my my uncle you know we split everything so you know we got those solar panels and we got seed and corn seed isn't cheap and then we got you know lime and all that you know we're going through like holy balls like this is this is a lot of money (laughs) right yeah and that's why with this food plot stuff and and the planting of it like i i don't typically have you know too much anxiety with things i i guess i'm kind of lucky in that way um, but with the food plot stuff, especially this year, I've kind of got a little bit of anxiety about it because it's one of those things where like, if you don't get it right, right now, you can be sitting in your stand on opening day, knowing that like, if it went wrong, you can't fix it. Right. You know, like we're, we're sitting here 
a month and a half before the season starts. And if we don't plant it at the right time or we don't get it in at all, or like if, if something gets screwed up here, we can't fix it at all. We're just going to be screwed, you know, so you got to get it right. And then just hope over the next six weeks that everything continues to go right. And you get the rain that you need and all that stuff. It's a lot of variables between now and opening day. Yeah. I was, I just bought all our seed for us like last weekend or two weeks last weekend. And, uh, it, I'm that domain stuff went up quite a bit from what I like. I don't know. We probably, I think we planted it three years ago, two years ago, maybe. Yeah. We have been, but it, it used to be like what? 20 bucks for like a jug of that stuff. I think it's so. Like, it's like 35 now for some of them. Yeah. It's, I mean, all that like, stuff is, is just going up and, we got the showstopper and that was 30 bucks. I got sugar mama was 35 and then the smackdown is 24 <clears throat> 25 and so those are the smackdown is like turnups mostly just turnups for that one cuz I like one of our plots to have just strictly turnups and like radish but then the other, the sugar mama's got turnip, kale, and rape for fall attraction, and two varieties of clover and chicory for year round. So I'm not sure. I'm gonna put that one down in like our wetland area. Okay. And then the showstoppers. I think the other one I got. I don't have them with me, but mm, hybrid brassica turnip and rapeseed for Superior Forest for fall and winter. I think that was it. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. And then. That corn, we got it from the feed mill in Van Dyne. I think that's where they got it from. And it was like, I don't know how many pounds he said it was. 20 or 30 pounds. It's supposed to plant this acre. About an acre, which I think is, we don't even, I don't know if we have that much or what. It's like 120 bucks. Jeez. Yeah, or 100 bucks, something like that. Well, when we went to Flea Farm. Yeah. That one was like almost two hundred bucks. But it was like double. It was, it was like fifty a, pounds or more. Right. So, yeah. Dang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets to be expensive. It's a lot of money and a lot of time, and you gotta <laughs> you gotta make sure that these all go right. Otherwise, you're gonna have big problems. And that's one of the struggles right now is waiting for that rain. And that's kind of the back and forth that I'm going through right now of like looking at the forecast and it's obviously been so dry. We knew it was going to be dry. You know, it wasn't like we were expecting it to be a lot of rain. We knew it was going to be a struggle trying to get this stuff in there, but you know, the easiest time to make the trip over there and do all the work is on a weekend, obviously, but how often, you know, is the weekend going to line up with the rain that you need and, Maybe it'll be rainy, but it'll be like too rainy where it's going to wash out all the seed and then you're going to have a whole week without it. And so we're just struggling of when do we do this? Because if we do it at the wrong time, you know, we know that the whole investment could just go down the tubes. Right. I mean, the problem right now in Wisconsin is there is like no rain. Well, no rain in the forecast, but this morning we had like an absolute tsunami come through at six o'clock this morning when I was at work just poured like pitch black got super windy tons of rain like and i don't even know if we were supposed to really like i don't think it was in the forecast really to have that 
No, dude, we, we have the same thing here and same thing. I check the weather like multiple times a day, especially right now when I'm hoping that magically on a Saturday afternoon, there's going to be this beautiful shower over by uh, where we hunt that I can, you know, say, all right, we're going to get up Saturday morning, go over there. You know, so I'm checking right. it all the time and there was nothing in the forecast. And this morning it was like, I thought there was going to be a tornado. Yeah, dude, it got pitch black. Yes. And lightning and thunder all over the place. Yeah. And then it ended up being like, there was some rain kind of north of here that was really intense. But then where I was at, it was like the perfect rain that you would want right after you planted a food plot. Like not too light, not too heavy, just kind of a steady medium rain that was just perfect. Right. Well, last weekend we were up at the land, I was contemplating planting food plots and it didn't work out because I was, had to work. And then I went up there after that and, I was doing stuff till like five o'clock. I'm like, eh, I better get going. So I go home and sure enough, I get home and all of a sudden a, a line of rain pops up over there and they get hit with some, but I mean, it wasn't a ton, but still enough to maybe get it started. But then it's like, would it have burned out this week? Cause tomorrow's supposed to be like almost 95 degrees. Right. So yeah, it's a horse. Abuse. It is. I don't know. I just, I, I don't... feel like watching the weather every single day as much as I am, but right. I just don't feel comfortable planting it without rain in the forecast like that day or the next one or maybe even the day after that. But, like, if there's no rain in those first two full days after planting it, I don't think I can put that out there, especially with the fertilizer because that's all just going to burn off. You're going to lose all of it. So I, yeah, I don't know. We're trying to, trying to keep track of it and get it all figured out. But beyond that, you know, you you have a a little bit more accessible, but we're trying to, you know, get some other stuff done up there as well. You know, cutting shooting lanes and hanging up another stand and filling up the water hole if we need to, changing batteries on the cameras and all that stuff. All part of the process. See, uh, see what you can do and right make it work really yeah but i mean that's that's why i love deer hunting so much at the end of the day you know that's why when we have the debates about turkey hunting or sturgeon spearing or whatever you know i i don't put nearly the amount i i put in more time in the off season of deer hunting than i ever have in my entire life turkey hunting you know like it's it's just such a such a grind and the dedication to it is just so intense that it's like that's that's why i love it so much because even though now it's like oh are we gonna get it in oh i don't know what's gonna happen but opening day rolls around and i'm sure we'll have really nice food plots growing out there and it's gonna look great and you know it's it's just gonna be super fun right that's that's how i feel it's a lot right away to to take in and you know worry i worry all the time about what deer and what what's gonna happen and like you said planting food plots and stuff but in the end it'll work out so right so that's something we talked about a little bit last time but it's been a whole other week now so there's been some new developments um i I think last time i mentioned that i looked through our trail camera pictures from last year and it was like in the the last week or two of july like the july 20 somethings 
is when we started having bucks like decent bucks show up on our trail cameras and before that we had really not had like any of them so now this year I was kind of waiting for like the same time frame see what's going to show up you know and that was like this past week and maybe a little bit of the week before and we finally did have a, a couple of those um we had a bachelor group of three of them show up at like 10 in the morning just popped up on one of our cameras and, and one of them was a, a decent two and a half um one that I probably would shoot at this point in my career another one that was a, a pretty nice buck but had a jacked up side to where he's just got like a a fork um it's kind of a a bigger fork but a fork nonetheless it's definitely goofed up and once again I think I would whack him too and then one in the back of the pack that was like really big I'm pretty sure he's a three and a half and I'm pretty sure he's one of them that we had last year I'm not positive we haven't gotten a ton of pictures of him yet but those three keep showing up that'll be a pretty good sign and we had a couple other nights that weird one was in there another one or two times um one of those other ones was in there once so they're kind of starting to show up for me at least which is on track with what happened last year as well and then you know once they started showing up the frequency just kept getting more and more and more as we got closer to the season so i, I don't know about you what what you guys are seeing at your place well right now i'm looking at that picture of those three you're talking about and then that back one does look pretty big so hopefully he he's six got a pretty big brows and big body and even that littler one up front that one's got he's like a 10 he's got a lot going on that fork's pretty cool too i mean that's all three of those deer are sweet but uh um it, it's i don't know like i guess i mean we always have them like throughout the summer like nothing giant right away but i think it's kind of hard to say because honestly when we put them up they just are we put them up on july like first usually and we usually have pretty good luck right away of seeing deer and whatnot and then i wouldn't really say we have a ton of bachelor groups i mean i got a couple pictures of like two two three bucks but nothing crazy where you got like four or five of them rolling through right but i don't know i don't i've never seen a pattern of like where we don't have any bucks or we have all of them and then nothing. But, like, I would just say it's pretty consistent all summer long, honestly. Like, just bucks coming here and there. And then towards the end of the year, like, end of summer, I'll start looking at all my pictures when they're pretty much fully done growing and be like, okay, we had this guy early on, and, oh, he grew quite a bit, or, you know, he's been here for a while type of thing. Like, I already did that with one of the deer. I got a picture of him, like, first day we put the cameras out, and then just a couple days ago, and he grew a ton since then. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, and you guys have one of those properties that's kind of set up that way where, like, you do end up having a lot of summer bucks, but then they also stay into the fall. They don't really transition all that much, and I don't know if it's just that the habitat in your area there is so diverse or they're just not, like, traveling a ton. I don't know if it's because, like, we're over more in the hills a little bit and you're more on flat land, so maybe that's got something to do with it. I don't really know what it is, but for whatever reason, you know, the bucks by us really do have that shift towards the end of summer, but you guys always seem to have them through the summer and then they pretty much stay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the weird part. Like I've never noticed that where we don't 
you know, it's all of a sudden like, oh man, we don't have any bucks at all or anything like that. Right. So that's it, that. I wouldn't say it's a myth because I know it does happen. It's just I've never seen that or you know experienced that where we don't have anything. Right. I think it's super like area specific, and but that's why it's important to kind of track it for yourself too. You know, like now, now I have two years in a row worth of data of like okay, the last two weeks or so in July is when they really start showing up. So I can go through all of June and early July and like not really worry too much if we're not seeing any deer showing up knowing that you know eventually they're gonna be there just like they are every year and you know same thing for you like you just kind of know that that's the the situation at your place yeah right so with the bucks that are showing up what what are you seeing still some of the same ones from last week or well there's this one that i had july 13th that is he looks like he's like 17 wide in this picture already and i haven't seen him show back up but i really want to because i think he's a monster um we got a decent 10 that's kind of here and there one that we call junkie i'm pretty sure from like two years ago he's got like five points coming off of his brow tines and he's the one that i got a picture of that grew quite a bit since i seen him last and uh we might have one of our shooters from last year back i don't know i've only got half of his rack in a picture so i can't really confirm if it's him or not but we also got one with a club like noah was saying he's got one with a fork we got i'd say he's for sure a three and a half with a really good right side and then his left side is just it looks like uh i don't even know how to describe it like a baseball bat coming out straight out probably only coming off of his head five inches maybe but it's super thick so i don't I don't know if he's hurt or got hurt or what, because, like, he didn't break it off already. It just didn't grow at all. So I don't know if that's kind of one of those decisions uh, I guess we'll have to talk about with my dad and uncle when it comes, like, we're going to shoot him if we see him because, you know, if he's not going to get any bigger or whatnot, what's – I mean, like, what, why would we, we don't want that hurt if it's genetics. I mean, he could just be hurt and it didn't grow, but either way, if he is hurt, you obviously don't want an animal suffering so yeah you'll have to see what you get like for other pictures or if you see him on the hoof at all because i think what i've heard is that if you see like that their left antler is stunted in growth like that it means they had an injury to their back right Right leg or something it's supposed to be opposite right in the picture it kind of looks like he's got a pretty big bump on his left leg but that's his jacked up side so i i don't know that i was just talking about that with my dad before we got on this phone call so i i don't know he just showed up uh like i don't know when i had the first picture of him july 22nd well like a couple days ago was the first time he showed up so yeah man that that's one that is definitely going to be a a tough decision whether to shoot him or not i it seems really unlikely that that would be a genetic thing but at the same time you know, with, I don't know that anybody really shot one last year. So if the opportunity presents itself, I don't know, might have to take them. Right. Right. I agree. Well, uh, we'll see what happens. I'm not too, too, I think those deer are kind of cool. Like, obviously I probably wouldn't shoulder mount them, but I think that just having those bucks are cool like that, that, you know, every deer is not just your typical mainframe 10, 
and that you should wait out for all of them all year round. Like you put in all this time and work. I mean, shoot, shoot the deer like that. I mean, I'm not saying like we're gonna go out and shoot a bunch of basket racks or whatever, which is just our kind of rules on our property. But you know, this deer, I think he's cool, and he's got, I don't know, three more month, three more weeks to grow. So. A lot can happen, and it sucks because he would have been a, a tank if he had his other side. But right, well, obviously with that one, like he's not going to score anything, but it's still a mature deer. Right, which is what you want. I mean, yeah, score is awesome and stuff too, but right, but like the accomplishment to be able to harvest that deer and you know fool his nose and and to you know get that close to a deer that's that old, it it's still is as much of an accomplishment as if he had the full rack on him, you know, it's, it's right. still that same deer just without the rack. It, just like if he broke it off or something. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on a mission this year of trying to just put one on the ground and not worry too much about how big it is. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not going to shoot a year and a half. Um, but I think two and a half or older, it's, it's going to happen. Cause it's been a while since I've shot a deer and I got to get, I just got to get the ball rolling a little bit. Right. You do. You deserve it. This is your year. I, I hope so. I, hopefully we can put something together and we got some other stuff in the works with Minnesota trip possibly to kind of cap it off and give ourselves another chance. So I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for it. Me too. I'm I'm excited for this year to start already. I can't, can't. I mean, it's coming quick. Before we know it, it'll be here. But I mean, don't want to wish away the rest of the summer. But we right. got like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like seven, a little over seven weeks left. Yeah, but right? I mean, by the time well, you, yeah, it's, it's something like that. But once you get the food plots in the ground and a couple more weeks worth of work, like it's gonna be <laughs> coming up pretty fast here right oh excuse me and the pictures are that's what's most addicting I, I wake up and like i said last podcast that's the first thing i check and i love as soon as i get a text i'm looking at that and seeing what deer we are and they make it nice through the cutting back you can save them right to your photos which is so nice that yep. i have them all right on my phone and can send them and whatnot so yeah i i love it it's uh that's why I always try and have the cameras up for like the majority of the year. Cause even if it's not around the season, like I don't care. I, I like to see the Bobcat run through every now and then, or, you know, a stray Turkey that shows up on the loose, like whatever it is, you know, I just like getting the pictures and seeing what's out there. Right. Well, hopefully we're going to have some, keep popping up here and we get the food plots in the ground i think um when we do go if we have the time you know unless it's like a crunch time situation which it very well might be based on the weather um if we have the time i, I might try to shoot some sort of a video on planting the food plots and and whatever just because you know i know just this year especially i've really dedicated a lot of time to learning about it and i've got a lot of good insights now this year that I never had before. And, um, I think that sometimes with those videos, you know, you, you go to type in how to plant the food plot or whatever, and you, it's so overwhelming, all the different information and everybody's trying to tell you different things. And 
it's like where to start or, or you watch a 20 minute video and by the time you get to the end of it you feel like you didn't really learn anything so if we could get something out there that's like some good useful tips and tricks something that the average person can actually use and, and help them with a better food plot and if we get it out at the right time i think that could be kind of good too so it, it's an option we'll see if it happens um no guarantees there but i'd like to do it and then we'll have the the fishing video coming out from our recent trip which should be a, a good one fun little um action-packed video with plenty of fish and some cool drone shots and everything and i don't know what's coming after that but we say it every week but we just keep getting closer man yeah i'm, I'm stoked need to get out in the tree again it's been a while i know and i i need to shoot my bow i haven't done it nearly enough yeah i've been i've been shooting it i've been having a little trouble with my drop away rest i think but i think i got it cleared up so oh, that's good yeah i think at the end of august we're supposed to be getting together with colby and eli and kind of i don't know having a little preseason party type of thing and we still owe them i think we owe them some wild turkey and a 30 rack of bush i think yeah, apparently quote me on that, but i think we owe him that still so we might have to cash in on that but it sounded like colby had some sort of setup for us i know out, out by his place he's got a, a couple of 3d targets and i know he's got a course nearby so i'm a little bit yeah, nervous if we're gonna be shooting with those guys i i have barely practiced this summer so oh you're good It'll be good. It'll be like it's like riding a bike. Exactly. That's what I figure. It's just second nature at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not too worried about it. All right. Well, um, yeah. I, you know, over the next couple of weeks, we're definitely going to get some guests in there. We've got it lined up now. It's for sure going to happen. So if you're still with us at this point, we do really appreciate it. Um, and we're going to have some. Some more exciting podcasts coming up here with some new and, and unique guests. So we're really excited about that too. We love getting to know these people and, and meet them and it's going to be a good time. So after these next couple, we're going to, we, we've got a couple uh, that, you know, we, we have our eyes on that we're like, Hey, it'd be really cool if we could get these people. So we're going to be reaching out and trying to do it. Um, the point is we're, we're still working at it. This is episode number 30 and we're going to, we're going to continue to get, better and better and get you some better content here coming as we get closer to the season so stick with us stick with our our channel and subscribe if you haven't already um like we said gonna have videos coming out every other week uh podcasts coming out every week and everything's just gonna get better and, and more exciting as we get closer to deer season so thanks again guys and we'll see you guys next time